Today we've got the lovely Melina Martin. <coughs> so Melina, going back a wee while, TLC, did it find you or did you find it? Um, I can't quite remember how that happened. I think my friend was going to TLC when it was out in Island Bay still and um, I decided to join her because she seemed to be having a pretty good time. And I think I was looking for work at, at the time in the um, fashion industry and I sort of needed to do something while I was looking. So I started studying part-time when I was out there and just trying a few new things. Um, yeah, and that was a really good experience. And then I went and worked um, at Device making lots of leather gear and <laughs> fluffy handcuffs and stuff. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, and then I started, I decided I wanted to do my own business and make my own things rather than work for someone else. So I sort of transitioned by working part time and then doing my own like range of t-shirts and that was my first goal was t-shirts with New Zealand kind of designs on them. It's really into my screen printing and it's just kind of all evolved from then. And was, yeah. there, art, was there art before TLC? Oh yeah, I've always drawn, like I've always liked drawing and being creative and making stuff and there's quite a lot of that sort of discipline in my family as well. Mm, interesting. My dad's an architect and my mum was an interior designer and my gran was a potter and a weaver so there's just always been making and creativity around. Fantastic. Yeah. It's great you've been able to channel that into something that's potentially, you know, holding things together, you know, in terms of sustainability. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think you can make a living off your art if you just learn, yeah, like you say, how to focus it into stuff that maybe people want to buy <laughs> at the end of the day. How do you find that balance between creating things that you enjoy and that maybe the public enjoy? Mm. Um, I've kind of, well, I sort of, I kind of just have gone with what was working. Mm. So, like when I did my t-shirt range initially, um, I started selling them in a shop called Beacon, which was on um, Willow Street. That was just a little boutique New Zealand made store. And yeah, they sold quite well there. And then she, she used to suggest things for me to do. She said, like, why don't you do tea towels? Like, they seem to be really working at the moment. And so I thought, oh, yeah, that could be good. So I started doing that. And then that was definitely a good idea. So mm. I kept working on that theme and just continued with my New Zealand native kind of stuff. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I think as an artist, if you're receptive to ideas and feedback, then things can evolve. So yeah, it's yeah, a it different was skill really, to have. It was invaluable sort of having that friendship with her as a shop owner, mm. being able to give me direct feedback of like, yeah, that's really working and that's not so much and, you know, it just, yeah, gives you that insight that you need. Hmm, well said. Mm. And you said you were thinking about getting into the fashion industry for your studies at TLC, so is clothing and wearing attire been something that's always been around or tell us a bit more about that? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess I've always really been into fashion too. Hmm and making my own clothes. So yeah, I did do a whole diploma at um, Massey in Wellington 
mm. with fashion and textiles as well. And we did a little bit of screen printing in that course. But mainly I got taught screen printing by my boyfriend at the time, like <laughs> years and years ago. And we used to do screen printing all the time. But it's just, yeah, it's a really great medium for reproducing your work. Mm. You give a little, yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> And what about the imagery that you create these days? Does it link in with what you were drawing maybe when you were younger, as a child or teen, or things um, reoccur? I don't know actually. <laughs> Not sure. I remember I used to I used to copy photographs of famous people that I really liked. Mm. <laughs> like I used to draw things like um, that famous image of. Gone with the Wind, like I've still got that, I did a pencil drawing of that like back when I was like 11 or something. So I used to, yeah, I used to draw movie stars and like things like that. Not so much nature stuff, mm. I guess that just happened later on. I was, yeah, I was always into life drawing, I think life drawing is a really valuable thing to do. Mm. Just learning to observe your subject mm. really closely. Well said. Mm. <laughs> and your parents, were they supportive of your ambition in art when you were younger? Was it sort of where, you, where it all began or? Yeah, definitely. Like I, I did sculpture and painting at high school. Mm. I went to Wellington High. Um, yeah, I think they were always quite realistic about it with me as well. Like I remember my dad saying, um, you know, you're really good at what you do, but you're going to go in a, into a situation where there's lots of other people who are going to be really good as well. Which I remember feeling that was quite harsh at the time, mm -hmm. <laughs> that he was trying to put me down or something. But it wasn't really, it was just kind of just being realistic. Mm. Mm. It's great sometimes we remember those sort of key things that are said to us as we grow, whether it be teachers yeah. or parents or otherwise, they kind of stick with us. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. And what about your time at TLC? What, did you do certificate? Did you do diploma? What, what was your sort of sequence um, of events? Yeah, well, because I'd, I'd already been doing my business for quite some time and then, um, yeah, my partner had gone back to do some study and I was kind of like, oh, I'd really like to go and do some more learning as well. Mm. And so I'd, I had already started my TLC thing previously but hmm. I kind of abandoned it to go and do some work and earn some money. Um, so I managed to get back and to you know, to carry on with that. So I was doing my diploma. And I mainly just really got into printmaking, doing etchings and stuff, which I'd never done before and I really wanted to learn how to do that. And that was really great. And then lots of time in the illustration room. Um, a couple of my pictures, oh, you, that, that one I did in Ian's class and the other one which is like all the animals around the fireplace, yeah that one. <laughs> so that yeah, it was good to work on that in an environment where you get feedback from other people. Fantastic. But yeah, etching is really fun, I really like that. So, subject matter. Where do those ideas stem from? Um, what, the animals? Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> just your work in general. So what's your process of getting to this point? Um, well, 
I guess I just, initially with my native bird series and stuff, I just wanted to, my aim was to create like really totally New Zealand themed ob you know, objects or products because I figured that all the stuff that you see in the souvenir shops is like most of it's pretty terrible. You know, the kind of low end stuff. And plus it's never made in New Zealand either. Mm. So I thought that was kind of an area that I could get into. And I liked the idea of um, sort of making native birds and our surroundings more familiar to us mm. rather than you know, the majority of stuff you get at the warehouse, whatever, it, the decorative things are always like European or Hawaiian for some reason, or, you know, just other plants and creatures from other countries and not from here. Yeah. So I just thought that was something that was really lacking and that I'd like to do. And it also, I think, helps um, with conservation and stuff, just people being aware of what birds are actually called and whether they, you know, a lot of the time people find things that they didn't even know existed. Wicked, so you, in a way, being a yeah. bit of an educator is, among other things. Yeah, yeah, and I like to put the um, Māori names for things on my work as well. Mm. So that's sort of how that came about. And then I just decided I wanted to do something quite different with the, um, like the other animals and stuff. Uh, I just like the idea of having a sort of more whimsical aspect to what I was doing and I wanted to make some kind of kitty orientated things mm. and saying that most of the time adults actually buy like, that stuff for their own bedrooms and things. Yeah, and I just, so I just started off with the owl and the pussycat and then doing that, that famous sort of imagery of them in the boat and then I kind of expanded on that and had them sitting around the fireplace with their other animal friends. <laughs> and that one's based on Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. So it's all nursery rhyme stuff. And then the other one's the cow jumped over the moon one. Um, yeah, just because I, I don't know, I like things don't have to be serious all the time, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Playfulness to it all. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so then you were working with someone else's shop in terms of the way you displayed your art. And then what, what was the key point when you thought, well, maybe I could have my own shop? Um, yeah, well, for several years, I've been selling at Craft 2.0 um, craft markets, which is a quite a, it's a exclusively New Zealand made artsy crafty market, which you may have gone to at some point. Mm. They used to help, help hold them out in the um, Douse Museum. Um, so that was a really great way to kind of get that instant feedback on what you're creating and seeing if anyone likes it. Mm. So I'd been doing that for quite some time and it's quite a nice network of people. And we had like, a, um, like an email connected thing where we could all talk to each other on that as well. And um, yeah, the whole shop thing came about because I was <laughs> just walked past an empty shop which had a sign on it saying, you know, for lease. And I just suddenly thought, oh, there's all these people out there and we're all making all these great things and we're doing these markets, but there, maybe there's the potential to actually have a shop together and work as a collective. And so I just kind of did one, it was quite spontaneous really. I just thought, you yeah, know, that'd be cool. 
So I like drafted up an email and said, what is, does anyone else like this idea? And then really hesitated and thought, should I do this or not? Because <coughs> this might happen. <laughs> but I just pressed send anyway and got heaps of feedback from, oh, so many people like, oh, cool, when's it, when's it happening? When's it opening? Like, <laughs> when can I bring my stuff in? I was like, whoa. <laughs> I haven't even like, figured anything out yet. And so we had some meetings and sort of it all whittled down to a few people who actually had the time and mm. inclination to actually do it. Um, yeah, and then we just sort of decided to take the plunge and say yes to the leaseholder. Mm. Um, and it's just like a month, month to month lease, so it didn't feel too scary. And he let us have like a month of free rent to do it up, because it was a pretty bad state when we took it over. Um, yeah, and then it's just, because we initially thought it can just be open for that summer Christmassy period and mm. sort of see what happens. But yeah, it kind of worked out pretty good, so we kept on going. Yeah. Fantastic. It's like you had a big <laughs> picture idea and you had the opportunity, like you said, you were spontaneous, and mm. then put it out there and then away it went. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have some yeah. photos you could share with um, the, either the process oh, yeah. of where it's at at the moment or? Um, just, um, and when, when did it begin, Melina? Um, well, it's actually two years old now. Wow. So we sell all sorts of stuff. Um, just trying to think how I go back. <laughs> So it began a couple of years ago, just before the Christmas sort of period, or? Yeah, like um, end of June. Mm. Then we had like a month to get, get it sorted and then open for August, which is quite an ideal um, time to start, really. Mm -hmm. And where is the shop, Melina? Um, it's 103 Victoria Street. How many people have been to the shop? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, and we, so you might notice Creepy Bunny there. Sold a few of those photos. Um, yeah, so this is the kind of things that we sell. Lots of jewellery and kid stuff and screen printed textile things. Do you do the design work, like the branding yourself, Melina, or do you outsource, or how does it work? Um, the branding for the shop? Mm. Well, yeah, initially we had um, one of our um, core group was a graphic designer, so she did the first lot. Mm. Um, she's since left and gone back to Germany, and I decided that I wanted, <laughs> wanted to change it a bit. Because um, it was, oh, I'll show you how it was in All very orange, which is was all cool at the start, but then I figured it didn't actually really say that it was New Zealand made so much. So I ended up, up yeah, sure. So I went about. Um, <laughs> 
rebranding it and making it all green. And I literally just did the um, logo by hand. I ended up drawing it. So it's a scan in of my first one up the top. And took the, we ended up taking the heart out and making it green instead. So yeah, well now it's like that. Funky looking. Thanks. <laughs> and fresh. So it's nice when you can get the branding to be aligned to the store's values or the merchandise, I guess. Yeah, well, you sort of you start to realise how important that is and how when someone's walking down the street, they have to be, you kind of have to communicate exactly what you're all about straight away. Because mm. people are often, you know, on their way somewhere and yeah, you've Have got you got any of the shop front? Yeah, yeah that's the shop front Cheers. there. Um, that was a wearable arts window that I did. It's a butterfly dress thing. Do I clipping on that just to enlarge it slightly? It's really hard to get photos of the window because there's so much reflection. Mm -hmm. That comes across well. What's it like being in the shop and seeing people interact with what you're portraying and whether they're walking past the street and stopping or looking in or taking the plunge to actually come into the shop? What's, what's it like observing? It, yeah, it can be really exciting and it's there's nothing better than someone coming up and into the shop and going, wow, this is really great, and spending heaps of time just looking around at everything. Mm. And we've had some quite lovely comments from um, customers saying things like, whenever they're feeling a little bit down or something, they come into the shop and have a look around because they say they always feel good when they're in there. Like <laughs> Which is so nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. And um, oh, how do I go back to? <laughs> I always forget uh, how to do, do, do like the top left. It maybe should, should go back. <coughs> so, uh, very top, top left, left icon with the arrow. Oh right, yeah, yeah should work. True. Um, those there. That's Josie's paintings. Josie Connor. Who's a? It's um, not the best photo. Nice. Why isn't it working? Right. So you've had some TLC graduates and students play a part in the shop? Yeah, um, it, initially we had the back room as like a more of a gallery space than mm. the shop. Like we had some like that shelf there, but then the two walls either side were just devoted to gallery space and it kind of worked and then it kind of didn't work. Like it, was, it was tricky, we decided that it was better to um, turn it all into fully shop area, but we still sell lots of art, like we sell lots of prints and reproductions more. Mm. But um, yeah, Josie's work was up for the like opening night of the, the actual shop opening, and then for another month or so after that, and she sold six out of her eight paintings, I think. 
So it was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. I'm trying to get her to do <laughs> prints of her work, but she is refusing so far. <laughs> Being a purist, but um, it would be good if she did. Yeah, feel free to, to go to any of the um, shop images. It's quite nice for people to get a sense of you know what you're doing here and where it comes across. Yeah. So that's generally what it looks like now. Jewelry case, clothes, lots of kids stuff at the back there. Actually, that's quite an old picture. Isn't it? Do you see the shop as like an artwork in itself? Well, yeah, it is kind of, especially like doing um, window displays is quite, yeah, very creative. These are process shots of the shop coming together. <laughs> yeah, yeah I knew they were here somewhere. I was trying to find. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was <coughs> so fun doing it. Like I'd be in there till you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night, painting, and there was these horrible like apricot tiles on the floor that I was like hated with a vengeance. And one day I just thought, I wonder if they'll just come up. So I just like. <laughs> jimmied one off and thought, oh my gosh, that's so much better. It was just like conc sort of concrete, yeah, kind of like that, I guess, underneath. And so I spent a whole night just pulling up all the tiles and cleaning it up. It just looked so much better. And there was even like some beautiful, you can kind of see just the edge of it right there. <laughs> There's some really nice um, like 1940s kind of tiles on the floor. The, from the original, you know, how it used to be, which was nice. Let's go to see the construction of it, of these <laughs> photos that you've got here. Yeah. So if people want to see more of your shot, they can go to this Facebook page? Yeah. So that one there, that's what that back room looked like, which is, was just hideous. So that was a good mission. Yeah. So you've got the shop, you've got your own art. How do the two work together? Um, well, I just sell all my work at, at my shop. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I still wholesale to other shops around the country as well. So I just have to wear all these different hats of um, talking to my, the other shop owners around the country and finding out what they want and sending it out and then doing my two and a half days in my shop and dealing with all the people that we've got their work coming and going and yeah so and then having meetings with Elizabeth my business partner and making sure we're on track and trying to get our newsletters done and all that sort of stuff there's so much involved <laughs> with running a shop it's crazy but it's all fun and yeah I like it and they say usually it does take a couple of years for a business to get a bit of a platform for it to start sustaining itself. How, how are you finding that in terms of that period of time? Yeah, well, that does kind of, we are getting to that point now where we're, um, fingers crossed, we should be into profit this year, <laughs> this financial year. Mm. Um, we can't, we don't earn enough to pay ourselves, but we, because um, we sell our own work, we just get the money from that. Mm. So that's how that's sort of working out. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, and we're definitely getting a nice following of people that come in quite often to buy their gifts for their family and friends and stuff. So we're sort of building out that little bit of loyalty with some customers. So that's definitely working out. Mm, and they're always wanting to know what's what's new, what are we getting in next, and yeah. yeah. And it's so nice to be able to help support other creative people. Because yeah, it's definitely, it's only New Zealand made stuff that we sell. Right. Hmm. And do you know all the artists that play a part in the shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll just talk to them via email and stuff and phone mostly. Yeah. But um, when we get a chance, we definitely meet people that we are selling their work, or especially if they're local, they tend to come in and drop stuff off. And mm. Yeah, so it's good. Great. <laughs> and made it will stay within Wellington, or there might be, it might expand, <laughs> or you only teach Take over the world. <laughs> No, um, yeah, we're just going to make this work first. Sure. I mean, it'd be great to have like another shop in Auckland or something, mm. but who knows? Maybe down the track. Awesome. <laughs> Questions, really, just opening it up to the audience. When you do say a question, I'll just be, uh, I have to say it again on my mic, so <laughs> bear with me. But if you've got any questions for Melina about what she's done so far with her process and far away. Melina, you've got a really small shop frontage, so when you're talking about um, dressing it, you have to be quite um, careful what you put in there because you want to attract people into the bit larger space behind. Is that something you've learned to do? Yeah. yeah um, initially, I sort of went for big themes kind of thing, and then I've kind of progressed to just having more of a variety of bits of everything that we have in the shop. Do I do still theme it a little bit, like sometimes I'll do like a kid's window and just have all the toys and all the kitty orientated things. And try and, I also try and um, colour theme it a little bit because it sort of makes it a bit bolder and a bit more noticeable. Um, yeah, it is a slight disadvantage, it'd be great if our window was bigger, but maybe in time we can take over the other side of the shop as well, because we have Chinese massage people and we share the same door, <laughs> which is interesting at times. But <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the, sometimes there's um, window competitions, like this is, you know, this one here was um, a wearable arts window. And so I've done two of those and then there was also, like this one, was when the Hobbit premiere was on. Um, and that was quite exciting because we won second place for that. We won a whole lot of movie tickets. We had quite a few excited um, Lord of the Rings fans <laughs> when, when this was up, like taking photos and coming into the shop just because of the window. And yes, that was cool. Right. Was it something that you always wanted to do? Was it um, something you always wanted to do? Own your own shop? I think it's something that crossed my mind a few times, but it had always been in the no way, how could I ever afford to do that kind of box. So, yeah, the 
the rent that we pay on this, this building is, is really reasonable for the city, which is part of the reason why we took the plunge to do it. It's like generally the rents are huge in the CBD, but because this building is like, um, will be demolished at some point, <laughs> um, we've got a reasonable deal. And hopefully, because we've sort of got this trainer wheels period, if they have to, or if they do pull it down and do something flasher and it will be twice the price, hopefully we can still afford it, or else we'll just have to move elsewhere. But yeah, it's, it's was fortuitous that it's um, quite a reasonable price. <laughs> it's great you had your eyes open, you were aware of just you know seeing an empty space and thinking how that could become something for yourself, took the opportunity. Yeah, and I think um, Craft 2.0 definitely made a lot of inroads for people doing craft and art in Wellington region. Like it's, so much of it's about like educating people about why something is worth what it's worth, mm. you know, and they're so used to buying everything at the warehouse and it's like $3 and you're trying to sell them a similar thing but you know it's always like twice the price or something but um yeah so I think the fact that craft 2.0 was quite popular and people were really getting into it and buying a lot of stuff there made us feel you know confident about setting up a shop too. Well, stepping stones are helpful that's I think why mm. within our programs here with the creativity project and then small starts and honours you feel like there's okay some projects and some steps I can take on my creative journey. Yeah, yeah totally. Hmm. Anybody yeah. else? Does the merchandise, do you feel it has to kind of evolve um, from training all the time or do you find that if something sells well do you just leave it out? Does the uh, merchandise evolve? <laughs> um, yeah, it does. Like we found, because like I said, we have these people that come in all the time. Um, you know, as soon as they walk through the door, they're like, oh, you know, what have you got that's different? And so you, you feel kind of slight pressure to always be showing them something new. But at the same time, there's definitely things that just always sell really well. So just keep them as well. It sort of has like a natural progression. Like some people, some people's work just for whatever reason just kind of stops selling and then they might say, oh, you know, I'd like to get it back and so you send it back to them because we just sell on sale or return. Um, yeah, so people do kind of naturally drop off or they, so many of the people that make our make things in our shop have like had babies recently or <laughs> so they're like, oh, I can't do anything for six months or something and I'll, keep, I'll get back to you when I'm back on board and so thing, things like that happens, you sort of have to fill that gap anyway and so yeah, there's always things coming and going. Mm. Do you have to search for artists or do they come to you or is it a bit of both? Bit of both. Yeah, we tend to just always keep our eyes open. We look at um, felt quite a lot. I um, guess you guys know what felt is, online shop. Yeah. Um, get heaps of people approach us though. We get people emailing us all the time and people sometimes even just drop in 
and say, hey, do you want to have a look at what I've got? Um, yeah, so both, definitely. Mm. The only time, so I'll just say for your information, don't ever come in in the middle of a Saturday <laughs> unannounced with all your things and spread them over the counter. Like It's happened to me a couple of times and it's like, not the right time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to make make an appointment is so much better. Great, that's great. Yeah. You can put that out there and let people know a bit of a process to go through. Yeah, we, that's one thing that we're going to put on our website once um, when we get around to it. Is just have like a little sort of blurb on. Would you like to supply us? If so, you know, read this. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Do you mind going to your website, Melina? What's that? Do you mind going to your website? So you've uh, got a Facebook and a website? How does it work for you and your marketing and promotion? Um, we do heaps on our, um, on our Facebook. Mm. We sort of put something on there every day. Mm. How do you find that as a marketing tool? Um, pretty good, actually. There's actually a made it as well in um, Australia. I can't even find my own website. It's interesting how Facebook <laughs> has, has done that with web searches. <laughs> it almost seems to come up before most things. Yeah, totally. Actually, there's probably a link from there. Mm. Mm. don't know where it is. What other marketing strategies have you done over the last couple of years to pull people through the door or make people aware of what you guys do? Um, I I did did some free tote bags last year, like screen printed them and gave them out to people that spent over fifty dollars or something in the shop. Um, so we we were just hopeful that people would actually use them. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, we're advertising in Fishhead magazine now, but it's. Yeah, it's quite hard to just find the money to pay for advertising. We've done flyers that we put everywhere. We've done quite a few of those. That um, word of mouth thing's so interesting because where we do some of the stats for TLC, we find that word of, word of mouth is, is huge. Like you said before, with you having someone studying here already, and then that was kind of you know how you found out about TLC or oh yeah 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 totally. Something. Yeah, you can spend lots of money trying to let people know about what you do, but at the end of the day, people just will tell, share, links and so on? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> any, other, any other questions for Melina? We'll just go for a wee bit longer. What hours are you open? Just normal hours? Um, what, what hours is Melina up to open? <laughs> um, at the moment we just like Tuesday to Saturday. Oh, okay. Closed on Mondays at the moment. Right. But we're going to open again on Mondays soon. And sort of in the peak times, we usually open on um, Sunday as well, like just around Christmas. Yeah. Your business partner, how do you find working with working? Like it, is it like family or? Um, she's just a, she's a oh, What's <laughs> it like working with a business partner? <laughs> Um, it's quite good. We sort of complement each other. She is a um, her like day job as a <coughs> trainer for um, computer programs and stuff. 
So she's really taken care of like a lot of the admin thing side of it and we got like a program which is um, like an inventory shop software package thing and she was able to just teach us all how to use it and set it up for us and stuff whereas I would have just been like oh god <laughs> I have no idea. So yeah we've got definitely got different skills which complement each other and it just all happened by chance really which is quite lucky. Yeah, we get on pretty well. We sort of, and I think because we weren't friends per se or family members to start with, our relationship is completely based around on our common goal of the shop and making it work. So I think that's actually quite a good way to do it as well. So not sort of, and we don't really hang out socially or anything. Like we, yeah, it's just all about the shop. It's interesting because people can shy yeah. a, away from that idea of art and business in the same sentence. And like you said, your dad was saying, you need to be realistic here, how are you going to do it? So it's great that you've had, you know, you've, those two sides together to work towards trying to sustain yourself. Because mm. I think, yeah, sometimes people find, how, how can I make those two work together? How can I actually sustain my art and creativity? But you've just yeah, kept yourself open to what people have said and those opportunities that have come your way, so well done. Mm. I think that, that old um, saying like the customer is always right is quite true. <laughs> I mean you can spend all your time just doing exactly what you want all the time but if you want to make a living out of it you have to listen to what other people like. And I think you also need to develop a bit of a thick skin. Like, it's quite harsh sometimes what people will say about your work, like if you're selling stuff at a market or in the shop or whatever, and um, you hear people talk about your work and things, but you just have to be, again, realistic that you can't please everybody and it doesn't actually matter. Like if one person or you know, half the people really like what you do and the other half don't, then just focus on the people that do like your work. Mm. The rest doesn't actually apply to you. You know, they're going to like somebody else's stuff. So it's good to be try and be objective about your own work if you can. A lot of our guest speakers have brought that up. That same um, point about you know, just people will say what they say about your own artwork. And Mayor Hamilton, our last guest speaker, spoke of that being in the, in the New Zealand Art Show, and her work was open for everyone. And there's some quite you know strong comments said about a particular piece of work, but. She, but then someone came back past and bought it eventually and loved it, so it's a mm. good reminder. <laughs> yeah. But like you said before about how you said those people come into the shop because they find it makes them feel good. So you've got that, yeah, mixed range of opinions and feedback. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. It's been great having you in, Melina. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Cheers, guys. And check out Melina's shop and we'll go online, see the Facebook. Thank you very much. <laughs>